What's up, everyone? Lola here from the TL Turner Group with yet another amazing episode of the 60 Second Money Podcast. Guys, today we're going to be talking about moolah, money. And I know a lot of you are thinking, isn't this what this podcast is about? Yes, it is what this podcast is about. But today we're going to be talking about it specifically as it pertains to asking for more money. This advice that's coming up in this podcast that's coming up is here to help you negotiate and have a better stance when it comes to asking for more money, whether it's a pay raise from your boss or whether it's pitching at a higher price to your client. Stay tuned. Here we go. Ready? Three, two, one. Let's go. here from the TL Turner Group. Happy Monday to you or whenever you are listening to this. I hope you guys are having a great start to your Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday or Friday. Now, I'm recording this on a Saturday, but you will be listening to this on a Monday if you check it out right when it uploads. So, <laughs> hope you guys are having a great start off to your Monday or whatever day you're listening to this. Today, I want to talk about a very important topic. I think as a professional, as well as an individual um, business owner, it is extremely important that you understand this um, and also share my personal experiences because I think um, this is a topic that is oftentimes discussed a lot, but um, there's never really any practical tips about how to go about navigating this. And without further ado, I want to talk about when it comes to asking for more money, how do you approach that? Whether it's asking for a pay raise, or pitching um, a job to your potential client at a higher cost. Now, before we go into this, I just want to lead with a very, 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 very important factor. Guys, make sure you're willing to put in the work, okay? This is like, this is the... This is the caveat to everything that I'm going to say, right? If you're not willing to put in the work as a as an employee, as a um, business owner, then we can't even be having this conversation, okay? Because if you overpromise and underdeliver, it's not a good look for your business. Or if you don't, if you don't deliver, period. Let's say you don't promise anything and you just don't deliver. We have had countless situations where um, our clients, we have uh, one one of our clients, they own a um, a massage. Uh, therapy, a therapy company, and um, they have had countless experiences with people that have enticed them and done all this uh, social media marketing promotions, um, and it has only resulted in zilch nothing, right? So, hey, we can do all this social media marketing for you. It's only going to cost you $10, a, you know, $10, $12 a month, whatever the charge is, or $120 one-time fee. We'll do all this marketing for your Facebook page, for your Instagram page, and it turns out that the actual people purchasing the product have to end up doing the work. So you don't want to be that jerk, right? Right? You don't want to be that person that entices the client to do such a great job of selling the product or selling yourself as an employee, and then you show up to work and they hire you and you can't even do the work, right? So that's kind of the, the initial part to what I'm going to talk about today. You need to make sure that you're able to deliver. Now, I don't 
I don't believe in, you know, well, you know, you don't want to share, sell yourself short. I don't believe in selling yourself short. Um, I think that even if you don't necessarily have experience in the area, um, it's okay to ask for XYZ dollar amount, as long as you're willing to put in the work to go back and learn whatever it is you need to learn to make sure that you turn around and give that customer an excellent product. Okay. So now that we got, got that out of the way, um, let's jump right in. So when I talk about asking for a pay raise or asking for more money or just pitching at a higher cost, um, let's kind of take a step back and try to understand why why would you even why would you ask for more money, right? Why are we even having this conversation? Um, and I think it's important because I think a lot of times, and and guys, I'm not gonna isolate you. Just give me one second. I'm coming right back to you. For women, I think a lot of times, personally, I've seen it in my life where we oftentimes undervalue ourselves. Um, I was talking to a, a coworker recently, and um, she um, she told me that you know she was negotiating for a salary increase, and she told me how much she she was getting paid at that time. And then um, I had suggested to her that she go. I think. It was about maybe 20% over that because honestly, from what I knew, she was getting underpaid. Um, and her work, her work, the quality of her work was definitely at the top. Um, she's a hard worker. She is very smart, uh, very diligent. And, you know, when I told her that, she said, oh, I don't know if I, I don't know if they're going to approve um, that amount, or I don't know if I'm really worth that amount, or if they're going to want to pay me that amount. And the reality is, you know, you guys need to stop short selling yourself. Stop selling yourself short. If you feel like you are worth that amount, now, again, all of this is in the context of willing to be able to do the work right and and not like I said don't overpromise and under deliver but it's all this all comes back to your ability to to be able to perform and, and if you're worth that much and you're able to put in the work and you can you can um, justify and make an argument for why you're worth XYZ dollar amount then that's what you need to do and don't be afraid woman to step up and and, and even some guys because I have talked to a couple of my guy friends um, who have um, challenges when it comes to asking for more money even in, even if when even even if they are in a position of leverage and they have the opportunity to go back to the table and negotiate oftentimes they do not do that so don't be afraid don't be afraid to jump in and do it like my mom says what's the worst thing that someone can tell you no that's the worst thing you can hear now Okay, so let's go ahead and jump right into it, guys. So first thing I would say, if you are in a position where as an employee, you're looking to um, you're looking to maybe ask for a pay raise, maybe you've been in that job for um, about two years now, um, you're looking for something new, or you're even looking to stay in that current role, you like what you're doing, but you want a pay raise, or you're pitching to a potential customer. So um, the first thing you want to do is do your research. So what is the average pay for someone with your title um, in your city? And this goes obviously to um, for the individual, for the professional. What's the average pay um, that they're paying people in your area, right, for that title? Um, are you doing anything um, above that, you know, so one of the things that you want to really want to focus on doing is if you're below that average, then you can leverage that and use that to negotiate. But if you're slightly above what the average pay is for that um, title and for that city, then what you need to do is figure out what else is it that you're doing um, that goes above and beyond your typical job description, right? So um, if you're creating uh, a workplace culture, if you're contributing and fostering an environment that keeps people encouraged, if you are a people leader with 
without really having people under you. Um, those are definitely things that you can leverage, right? And I think ultimately it goes back to, are you setting yourself apart from your coworkers? Are you setting yourself apart in your environment? Is there something different about you? Is there a value that you bring to the team? Um, second thing is if you are a business owner, um, first point in doing your research, I specifically talked about the professional. Now, if you're a business owner, I think that, you know, one of the things that you have to really think about is what makes your business unique? What's different about you? What do you have to bring to the table? Now, if you are, you know, for example, for Terrell and I, there are a lot of people that are in the accounting and finance of freelance business, right? There's a ton of people out there that consider themselves, um, you know, uh, finance and accounting people. There's a ton of people that are CPAs. There's a ton of people that, you know, are business, uh, business couples, couples in business. So, you know, really looking at Terrell and I, what makes us different, right? So one of the things that sets us, sets us apart is we're both from different backgrounds. Um, so we're able to relate to, um, people from different cultural backgrounds, appeal more to a wider, uh, wider audience, wider business, uh, business acumen, um, individuals. And then another thing that also sets us apart is that that I speak Spanish fluently. So you don't find um, a lot of people that, you know, have that. And then obviously we're young. So we are in our late to, to mid, uh, mid, mid, uh, late, late thirties, <laughs> not late thirties. <30s. laughs> I'm not that old. Um, Terrell and I are six years apart. So when I say this, it's kind of like, I'm, I'm, so I'm 27. I'm going to be 27 in a few days, uh, in a few weeks here. And Terrell's in his mid thirties. So Terrell's six years older than me. Um, so we are in, you know, it's funny, we're millennials, okay, <laughs> which I honestly don't feel um, like a millennial. I think that, you know, as I get older, it, it just kind of seems like, wow, like I'm not young anymore. But um, I guess we would be what you call millennials for the sake of uh, that age range. So we're millennials. Um, we are... Um, we are multilingual, so I speak Spanish, I speak Portuguese fluently, so we can appeal to a, a, a higher, um, I guess, a, a broader audience. Um, so, like I said, do your research, find what sets you apart as an individual. What is it that you're bringing to the company? If you are a business owner, what sets you apart as um, as a business, right? Is it that you know you're a bubbly person and you have just a a, a, a very contagious personality. When people see you and when people meet you, they're just extremely taken aback by your positive attitude and they just want to be around you, right? So definitely leverage what makes you unique, right? So that's the first thing. Do your research. Um, find what, what sets you apart from the, from the rest. Then the second thing that you want to take into consideration is coming in strong. Um, it's important to understand that it's much easier to, to neg negotiate a higher salary when you're first coming into the role, right? Or you're coming into the company. Um, oftentimes, your first salary in that company is going to set you up for the next promotion or the next salary increases you get. So you definitely want to come in strong in your negotiation. Same thing as a business owner. When you are coming in and pitching a deal to a client, if you say, you know, I want to pitch, like for example, if you're doing, let's say you're selling cupcakes, just as an example, we have one of our clients um, that owns a, a cupcake and cake um, shop. And, you know, if they said to first come out, they wanted to sell their cupcakes for, um, let's say $2. But based on the quality of their cupcakes, people will pay four or five dollars for those cupcakes. Um, shout out to Ada's Bakery. Their cupcakes are amazing. Um, but yes, so let's say, you know, the quality of their cupcakes, people would want to spend 
you know, $5 for the cupcakes, but they want to charge a dollar, right? And people are like, man, this is a really good deal for these cupcakes. It's much harder to convince someone, you know, when you hike the prices up, especially if, you know, you're putting yourself at a disadvantage. When you hike those prices up, it's a little bit harder to get buy-in versus, you know, if you maybe start with a midpoint. So maybe you don't go to $5 right away. Maybe you start at $250, right? So you kind of find a good point where you can come in strong, ask for the pay that you want without over- like, for example, if your role, um, you know, you're trying to negotiate, let's just say $80,000 for your job as a, as a professional um, and, you know, the typical pay, you've done your research, the typical average is $80,000. Unless you have something to sell, like unless you have distinct factors that set you apart from that average um, that you can leverage coming in and asking for $120,000 is a bit unrealistic, right? So, uh, and you know what? Maybe the $120,000 is what you can do. And maybe the $120,000, that $40,000 gap, you can show that, hey, I can make you up. I can make up this $40,000, right? So I am worth the $120,000 that I'm that I'm counter-offering. Um, another thing that I would say is, be confident. Always negotiate if you can. Um, I think a lot of people sometimes, you know, you get that offer and, and you're super excited and, and people are nervous. They don't want to counter offer. I would always counter offer unless, of course, the first offer you get is what you want. Um, I remember a couple of years ago when I had gotten a, um, I guess what you call a promotion at uh, one of the companies that I worked at. And I was really excited for the job, but I was coming in um, into that role. And the people that I was um, coming in to work with were straight out of college. Um, and I felt that I had, I think I had at least four more years of experience than the average person um, that was coming into that role. And I really wanted to leverage that. And I wanted to ask for more pay because I felt like based on my skill set and my experience, um, I should have been paid more. And, you know, I talked to one of my coworkers and, um, you know, he was a guy and he kind of, he was like, you know, well, you don't want to really do that because, you know, you don't want it to kind of basically have like, you don't want to, you, you don't want a black, a black strike by your name. You know, this is a person that just comes in and asks for more money. Um, you're, you know, you're better off, um, coming in, performing really high and then kind of negotiating. And, you know, that was, that was good advice. Um, but the reality is, you know, they weren't willing to, I mean, I took the advice. Um, I regretted it afterwards <laughs> because, even with the performance and, and excelling and doing really well in that role, um, a lot of the reasoning that I was given as to why I couldn't get an increased uh, pay compared to my peers was because, well, we kind of started you out at XYZ and we're trying to keep this the same. So everyone kind of gets the same thing, right? So I didn't have as much leverage once I was in that role because it was kind of like, well, now you're like everybody else. So I would always counter offer if you're not happy with what you get, the worst thing that they can say is no. Um, statistics show that oftentimes women um, counter-offer only 7% of the time, whereas men counter-offer 57% of the time. So women, don't be afraid to counter-offer. I mean, if you're good at what you do, another offer will come across. Don't be afraid. The worst thing people can say is no. And if they say no, okay, fine. You know, I like the job. Okay, fine, let's do it. But you, you never want to live with the regret. I think for me, one of the things that I lived with after that conversation that I had with my coworker was what would have happened if I had counteroffered? You know, could I have potentially gotten that increase in pay versus kind of where I ended up? You know what I mean? So there's always going to be that question of what if, and it's always good to counteroffer so that you're not left wondering what would have happened if I had asked. Could I have gotten that increase? Could I have gotten what I wanted?
So like I said, number two, come in strong. And then number three, guys, let your work speak for you. Let your performance speak for you. If you're not performing, you have to work harder for that pay raise, right? So if you are an employee and you are average and um, you're not performing that well, I mean, let's let's just say you're doing okay. You're coming in when you should come in. You're kind of doing what the request is. You're not really going above and beyond. You're doing okay, right? Versus someone who is coming in, doing the exact same thing as you, but then they're kind of going above and beyond. They're, you know, reaching out to the the managers to kind of see, hey, is there anything else I can provide? Their customer service um, to the end customer is excellent. They are really performing and doing a really great job. When either of those parties come up and ask for a pay raise, who do you think is willing? Who do you think the manager is more likely to stick out their neck for? Do you think it's the person who's coming in and doing what they need to do? Or do you think it is the individual who has been basically helping solve the manager's problems? Right. The, the person that's been coming in to help solve the manager's problems. Um, because even in a situation where, um, you know, it's a tight it's a tight spot, they're not really giving pay raises. If you are sticking yourself out there for your manager and you're actually helping that manager solve his or her problems, chances are you're more likely to get them to advocate on your behalf versus if you're just kind of doing a mediocre job, right? And, and that's just the truth. And as a business owner, um, I think definitely getting those reviews, having people talk about your business, um, really pitching with confidence to your potential client, hey, this is what I can do for you, but not coming across as being desperate, right? You can talk about what, you know, your some of your references are, what some of your customers have to say about the work that you've done. But ultimately, um, I, I think that, you know, you, you pitch that and you pitch it with confidence and um, speak to the quality of your work, be confident in what you're talking about. Don't budge at the first, um, don't budge at the first um, sign of resistance, right? Um, and so, things to keep in mind. So, let your work speak for you. And then, last but not least, be confident, be bold, and make sure you come prepared to state your case clearly. I don't even know if this is really a point. This is just a fact, guys. Um, you have to be confident. You have to be confident in who you are. You have to be confident in the quality of the work that you bring. You have to be bold. You have to make sure you come prepared to state your case clearly. Why do you think that my cupcakes, why do I think that my cupcakes are worth $5? Why do I think that my cupcakes are worth $250? Why do I think that the quality of my work is worth you pay me six figures? Why? Right? And, and be bold. And never don't ask, guys. The worst thing that people can say is no. And no is not a bad response. If they say no, fine. You move on. Or maybe you say, you know what? Maybe we'll meet at the middle point and we'll negotiate. But the reality is if you never ask, you'll never know what the person's going to come back with. You'll never know what the person's going to say. So let's kind of do a quick recap. So number one, make sure you're willing to put in the work. If you're not willing to put in the work, you ain't getting nothing done. I don't even know that that's a number one. That's just more so a kind of a, a warning before we got, got into the points, right? So don't overpromise and underdeliver. Do your research. Make sure you know where you're coming in. Come in strong. Oftentimes you have more leverage when you're pitching to the client for the first time or you're getting to, you know, you're joining the company for the first time. Number three, let your work speak for yourself. Do quality work and that will help benefit you when you come to the table. And then be confident, number four. Be bold. Make sure you come prepared to state your case clearly. And last but not least, 
never don't ask. The worst they can do is say no. I hope this helps you guys. Hopes this gives you a little bit more confidence to go out there and ask for that money, guys. I wish you a very prosperous day. Hope you guys are having a good one. And if you're not, don't worry. It's going to get better. Lola here from the TL Turner Group, guys. Have an awesome and excellent day. Until next time, peace.